Hi, welcome to the New Covenant Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast, a congregation of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, the OPC, in the San Francisco Bay Area. What does the Bible say about justification? Now, this is, of course, a very important question. It has been the center of many debates. Historically, it's been uh, one of the great things that has divided Protestantism from Catholicism and uh, even Eastern Orthodoxy. Uh, it is uh, also, in uh, more recent decades, been the center of controversy with respect to the, the new perspective on Paul. And um, uh, all these things are, are challenges to uh, the biblical doctrine, which, which was upheld by the Protestant Church at the time of the Reformation through uh, reformers such as uh, Martin Luther and John Calvin. And so we're going to look at this question, what does the Bible say about justification? Now the plan will be to take this uh, in three parts. We're going to look at three different uh, three different parts of the doctrine of uh, justification. We're going to look at its nature, the basis for it, and how you receive it or the instrument. Uh, what, uh, what is the instrument by which we receive justification? Now it may, this may seem like a bit technical language, but um, the, the basic idea is that in this first part we're going to be looking at what justification is. Uh, what is it by nature? Uh, secondly, we're going to look at how it can be offered. What, how is it possible that God could in fact justify a sinner? And then third, we'll look at how one can receive justification. So those will be the, the three questions that we take uh, in order. Now, uh, there are at least three different definitions for justification as, uh, as it has historically been found. Um, and uh, we'll, we will uh, go over these and then show which one is in fact biblical. The, the, first, we'll, we'll, the first definition it comes from uh, the Catholics, uh, whereby justification is equivalent to making one righteous. So this is distinct from the the Protestant doctrine, which is that justification is a declaration of righteousness. So it is either uh, a making of one righteous, or it is a declaration of one being righteous. So so the Catholics will say that it is making one righteous, uh, and um, this this could, goes back a long way in terms of church history. There was uh, in the ancient church. Um, both definitions and usages were were uh, made use of. Uh, there wasn't a lot of clarity with regard to the definition of justification, and so there was uh, some usage uh, both ways. Uh, by the time of the Protestant Reformation, obviously things uh, diverged, and um, the the Catholic definition uh, was maintained strenuously against the Protestants by the Catholic Church. And so basically what this does is uh, it merges justification and what has historically been called sanctification. So sanctification it, uh, it has at least an, a, a largely ethical component to it, so the idea of making one righteous, so as to be able to walk uh, in accordance with the law of God. And for Catholics, basically justification is exactly that. So there's no real distinction between justification and sanctification. They both deal with making one righteous. I've mentioned as well now the Protestant doctrine, which is the, the second one, which is uh, that justification uh, means by its definition a declaration of righteousness. So that's uh, what it means when it talks about justification by faith. What it means is God declares us righteous uh, when we believe and by means of the faith. That's the instrument by which uh, we are declared uh, to be righteous. Now, uh, the third definition is a, a new definition uh, that is really doesn't go back beyond the 20th century. This comes from the, the new perspective on Paul. Uh, the idea is that is that uh, after some studies in the 20th century, there are now we now have new information about uh, Second Temple Judaism, and we know more about the context into which Paul wrote, and therefore uh, we now know that basically uh, no one's gotten the the idea of justification, the doctrine right since the beginning of the church. Hence, we have a new perspective on Paul that begins uh, in the mid 1900s. 
Um, and uh, basically the definition for justification here is not that it is a, uh, a declaration of righteousness or even a making of one righteous, but rather uh, that it uh, has to do with entrance into the covenant community, that you are justified in the sense that you um, you have as a, almost like a badge is, is what uh, like N.T. Wright will use that, um, that metaphor, a badge of, of acceptance within the community of, of faith. So uh, N.T. Wright will say things like, um, justification is not about soteriology, that's the doctrine of salvation. It's rather about ecclesiology, the doctrine of the church. It's not about how one gets saved, according to, to N.T. Wright. It is rather uh, about uh, who gets to be included within the covenant community, uh, the church. And so we'll look at uh, these definitions. I'll be arguing, of course, for the, the Protestant uh, definition that that is what the Bible, in fact, teaches. Um, and uh, we will see the inadequacy of, of the uh, other definitions. Now, um, justification is used in a couple of very key places. And the reason why we know it is, in fact, a declaration of righteousness uh, is uh, because it is used in the context of judgment. And therefore, it, is, it has as its opposite condemnation. Uh, so the idea is that on the last day, there will be a judgment that, that, that comes. Uh, a person is justified in the context of a judgment if on the last day God declares you to be righteous, and therefore then you, you go into heaven. Uh, so one of the places we see this is in Romans chapter 2, where uh, the Apostle Paul is speaking of the judgment, and he speaks about uh, God giving to everyone according to his works. Uh, some he will give uh, to everlasting life if they persist in doing good. Uh, basically, and others, uh, others are storing up wrath for themselves against the day of judgment, and God will, in fact, repay them. Uh, and, then, and then at the end uh, of that section, in, in the same context of, of judgment, uh, Paul says this, uh, For as many as have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and as many as sinned in the law will be judged by the law. And then he says this, For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. So the idea is, uh, on the last day, the context of judgment, there will be some who perish apart from the law. There will be some who perish under the law. In either case, the thing that is going to determine where you stand on the last day is what you've done. And the people who do right will, in fact, be justified. Now, in terms of how we understand this in relationship to uh, justification by works versus justification by faith, we'll have to leave to another part. Uh, but the main thing that we're trying to address in this particular question, this, this part of the doctrine of justification, is this. What is the nature of justification? Now notice, a person is justified if God declares them to be righteous. Not if God makes one righteous, but if there is, is some sense in which someone has righteousness accrued to them somehow, either by, as we'll see, either by imputation or by one's own, own works, and that God, on the basis of that, of either one of those, will declare a person to be righteous. Now, again, another important context for this, this would be, again, against the Catholic view in favor of the Protestant view, that the definition of justification is a declaration of righteousness. Uh, we also have in Romans chapter 5, where you have uh, the great comparison between Adam and Christ. And uh, one of the things that happens in Romans chapter 5 is uh, we have statements about what happened to all who are in Adam, and then we have what happens to all who are in Christ uh, by contrast. And so there is one sin that led to the condemnation of all, and yet, after many transgressions, uh, the one act of righteous, righteousness leads to the justification for all in the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of the things that you'll find in Romans chapter 5 is that justification is contrasted with condemnation. It's contrasted with condemnation. Condemnation is a judicial verdict whereby uh, one is condemned because of their actions. So the, the idea is that it's a, 
It's a negative judgment in a judicial setting. Uh, and therefore, uh, if condemnation is a judicial sentence and it's paired with justification, then justification is the opposite, which is the declaration of righteousness. So it is uh, not so much about making a person righteous, but rather about a declaration of righteousness. Now, uh, what about then the third definition? Uh, is there any evidence for the third definition of uh, the New Perspective's ecclesiastical uh, definition of justification. Uh, the problem is that all the arguments in favor of a judicial sentence uh, would apply here. And actually here, that the New Perspective is in some ways the, really the least coherent uh, of all of the definitions. Uh, and this is because uh, N.T. Wright, for instance, will acknowledge all the passages that I just said. And um, he basically will use justification in two different senses. And he will use it in two different ways basically depending on what he's trying to do in, in a particular context. And so he will, if he's talking about the end time judgment, he will use the language of justification to describe God's uh, judicial sentence on the last day. But then when he speaks about justification by faith, all of a sudden it means uh, it means entrance into the church, basically. So the, the problem with this is there's never really any good explanation as to why there would be such radically different definitions given for the same word uh, and why it would be uh, the case that that these words would would um, basically be separated in meaning only when it's sort of convenient to prove the new perspectives uh, argument, um, and so the the fact that it is it is um, it is acknowledged that um, uh, that there is in fact a judicial element to it uh, goes a long way to showing that the new perspective on Paul is really um it it's really a fairly arbitrary uh, definition that is being used. Another uh, good passage to show that that uh, a judicial sentence is a mind uh, as opposed to as opposed to a sort of um, ecclesiastical definition whereby justification only means participation in, in the in the church so the idea is like if you uh, truly enter into the church then you are justified uh, that that's what justification means uh, it would be something like a, a luke 18 where uh, the lord jesus gives a parable of a pharisee and a tax collector and the, the, the Pharisee, you know, boasts about his status, boasts about the righteous deeds that he does. And then the, 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 the tax collector uh, beats his breast, can't even lift his eyes to heaven and says, Oh, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. So he confesses his sins. Um, and then the Lord and then Jesus says, uh, is this person that went home justified rather than the other? He went home justified rather than the other. Now, this is a big problem for the for the uh, view of the new perspective. He, he has not entered the church. He has had no ecclesiastical uh, change in terms of his status. Uh, and yet he is the one who is justified. Uh, the, the idea is, is that he was justified because he had his sins forgiven. Uh, so the, the nature is uh, of, of the justification is a, a declaration that has been made uh, on his behalf. You know, it's very parallel to what happens in Romans chapter 4, where there is uh, a confession of sins. How blessed is the man to whom God does not impute uh, uh, wickedness but who imputes rather righteousness. Uh, and this is, of course, quoting from uh, Psalm 32. Uh, and the idea is that God counts one righteous apart from their works. Uh, this, again, shows the nature. Uh, it is in line with the, the idea of an end-time judgment, but it's brought forward 
Uh, that's the idea uh, in Romans chapter 4. And the same is true then in, in Luke chapter uh, 18 uh, as well. There is a, a justification that happens as a, as a one-time declaration. Now, uh, the fact that it is possible to be justified before the last day then is very, very significant. Because I've been saying that the nature of justification is a declaration of righteousness associated with judgment. Now, what is so great then about the doctrine of justification is that what we are saying is that, is that the Bible teaches that the end-time judgment whereby either heaven or hell will be determined for a particular person, that that can in fact be brought forward into the life of a person such that a person can know for sure because the declaration has already been made that one will in fact go to heaven uh, or not. Now, uh, there are some other questions that need to be addressed in terms of assurance, but this is basically what we're talking about when we speak about justification by faith. What we're saying is, is that when a person truly believes the end time judgment of righteousness for a, a, for a, a sinner is brought forward to the present and declared at that moment, such that then uh, on the last day, the, there, will, there will be a judgment, there will be a declaration made, but it will be consistent with the judgment that was already pronounced uh, at the time uh, of, uh, of faith. Uh, and so this is the doctrine of, the just, of justification. This is the nature of justification. It, it is a judicial sentence, a judicial declaration uh, of righteousness. Now in part two, we'll look at how it's possible. How could it, how could it be possible that this could in fact be offered to sinners? Uh, if all people have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and if God's going to give to everyone according to his works, as uh, the apostle Paul says, how is it that anyone could receive uh, such a wonderful gift whereby God declares one to be righteous even before the last day? and then assures that person uh, of heaven. And so we'll look at that in part two as we look at the, the basis of justification or uh, the way in which it can be offered. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast as it will help out our uh, podcast channel and make the teachings of the Word of God more widely available. If you'd like more information about our church, you can find out more at our website at newcovopcssf.com. That's N-E-W-C-O-V-O-P-C-S-S-F.com.